Hello, wrestling fans. Hey, that's me. It's time with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast. And maybe I should change that because this week, I don't know if we want to be around ringside. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Put me up in the nosebleed this week. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a match we definitely want to watch from afar. Uh, exploding yep. barbed wire double hell death match is the uh, match of choice this week on the Territorial Wrestling Review. Yep, going out of my comfort zone big time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, was, I was a little bit surprised uh, last week when you, when you decided to, to pick this match between uh, Onita and Mr. Pogo. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm mixing it up, man. I'm trying new things. <laughs> so, trying new things in my old age. Obviously, Onita, uh, FMW founder and president, correct? Like as far that, as I know, yes. Yeah, that's 100% his baby. I mean, I'm sure he had yeah. money in it from elsewhere, but yeah. that, that was his baby. Uh, Deathmatch legend. Um, Mr. Pogo, legendary in its own right, I believe. Uh, I, I don't know oh, a lot about the deathmatch circles, but I'm assuming. Yeah, he was because he was a big part of the wing promotion. With um, I, I know later on he actually owned a version of wing, uh, but the first version of wing with um, Victor Quiones, little Victor, um, and then he went on into IWA and started IWA, and I don't think Pogo. Went with Victor to IWA. Um, I think I think that's when he might have took over Wing or had something to do with Wing. Uh, but Wing pretty much fell. It was the top, you know, death match. And then IWA uh, came along. And I think – actually, I think FMW with Anita came on just a little bit before IWA did. Uh, but they pretty much put uh, Wing toward the back burner. It, it fell. It was the top death match promotion and while – down to like third. So um, who, who more money, had top, more money. Who was the top death match from? Uh, I think IWA was because they were bringing in uh, Funk Cactus um, a lot because that's the one that had the big that big stadium show. The, the King of the Death Match show that we yeah. all we all know the you know the uh, Cactus and Funk match from. Yeah, that was um, IWA. Um, so, but then again, same time that same time period, I saw a match with. Cactus and and Funk uh, from IWA, and it looked maybe 150 people maybe in the crowd in this one building. So um, I think FMW and IWA were competing pretty much, uh, and then um, and then the uh, Kionis shut down, and then basically uh, FMW was you know the top dog. They had really no competition really for a long time, so. Yeah, and it's crazy. FMW still has a, a wild following to this day. There, there's people who still like that's their deal. They're opening back up. It's you're kidding. FMW, yeah, it's uh, FMW is either FMWI or FMW one. I need to starting back up. And I think uh, Tony Myers is going to be their uh, United States uh, color guy. Oh man, uh, hit up old Tony for me, Daddy would. Well, unless they're doing all death matches and. It's that, probably, that, probably it's probably gonna be all death probably. But, but, um, but if they just need if they just need someone to come in and, and brawl or have wrestling, <laughs> like, I'll I'll do that in heartbeat. I ain't look looking to be yeah. carved up, but yeah, I saw that. What was it the other day? Daddy I needs like a Rivera jacket. Me. Daddy yeah. needs a Rivera jacket. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, Tony's been trying to get back over there for all for over a year now, and every time he he's ready to go, and they pull the plug on it. 
because of COVID and everything. He says he's got it's like his fourth shot coming up uh, into this month. I think he said he has to get over there. So yeah, well, uh, well you let I'm, him know you have somebody who's chomping at the bit as long as he doesn't have to do death matches. <laughs> you know, if people is probably tells him that. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so this is from May 6, nineteen ninety one. Um, it's an outdoor show. I didn't look it up. I actually looked it up. I forgot to write it down. Actually, um, so it's. Are, are you talking about the the venue? Yeah, it's outdoor somewhere. It's the o- the Osaka Expo Festival Land. Okay, so it don't look like it's from this this opening shot. I don't think it. I don't know if it's a stadium or not. Uh, we'll, we'll find out when it gets going if it has bleachers. <laughs> this this opening shot uh, looks like it's in a parking lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but <All> right. <laughs> to, I'd, I'd be remiss. This this is brought to us by the YouTube channel FMW Dojo, and I looked through uh, their stuff, and they have oh, some of the best quality, yeah, best quality, and like most expansive stuff. Um, yeah. I'm looking at a video right now. They have FMW Onita versus Pogo History. Um, and that's an hour, 45 minutes. They have uh, FMW Best of at Sushi Onita, 92 through 94. That's like an that's like an hour and 30. So, I mean, yeah, they, they got, got some one really on there, cool stuff. Uh, the, uh, some of the uh, the feud of Onita and uh, I, always, I always mess his name up. Hayabusa. Help me here. Hayabusa, there you go. Uh, they had a legendary feud, and uh, he's got a lot of it. I noticed. I'm sure he's probably got the whole thing. But I just when I scanned through it the other day, he looked like he had. He probably has all of it. So, but that was like a real big feud in, in FMW at one time. So, but yeah, this guy. If you, you want to check out stuff, he's 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 got good stuff. Yep, and I'll announce the, the match one more time, so you make sure you got the right one. If you pull up your YouTube browser here, it's at Sushi Onita versus Mr. Pogo. Exploding barbed wire double hell death match. 5-6-91. Yep. And, and double Q if you're ready. Whenever you are. All right, and three, two, one, play. Right, you've got to get the, gotta get the, the gratuitous close-up on the barbed wire. Look at the guy in the cameraman. He's all gimmicked up for the fire. Look at that. Oh, it comes a look. Look at the little steamisher. They don't even want that one little steam fire extinguisher. <laughs> Where's Onita? This one this is pre, trunks. This is yeah. This is pre um, leather jacket and all that. Yeah, this is. He still looks like a his um his uh New Japan cruiserweight days. The jacket and the and everything. Is that um Alex Marvin? I mean um. <laughs> that was, that was what's the guy um dave Tim that Tim is not dave that, that is not that is not dave though i they, there is a resemblance oh they just gave an exact uh a, a sample did you see it yeah it oh, a little, uh, touch of the it, stick <laughs> exploding board demo yeah i gave them a little sample what they're gonna see <laughs> here's what i've never um, got about fmw why is martial arts one word uh, oh here's pogo he's already throwing oh he just hit the leg of that chair Look at them scatter! <laughs> I love it when they go through the crowd. They just start scattering like cockroaches. Oh, somebody just threw! Oh, this. I think this is a parking lot. It uh, is. It's just throwing chairs. Like, and and I wouldn't say that just because it's a big asphalt area, but like, there's markings on the ground or something. Yeah, I saw that. He's just slugging chairs at the paint. <laughs> he don't care. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. <sighs> And they hadn't even got up his chair yet. 
he's contemplating, well, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. <laughs> uh, Onita's still sitting brothered out with his knee pads down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I better get on out there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he's got all tape. He must be taped up from the mat. another match because he's got all kinds of tape on his head. Oh, he's sucking himself out. There's an RV. <laughs> Let's be real. That's is that what the they're dressing room. in? Yeah. Oh, he, okay. Onita's got an entourage. Yeah. There's the little dude in the tux again. Oh, that's a different guy in a tux. Hey, there's uh, Tarzan Goto. Yeah. Tarzan Goto is all bandaged up, too. Yeah, too. I know. He's coming through the bandage, the blood. He must have worked the earlier match. I always thought Tarzan Goto looked really cool. The oh, yellow, I liked him ever since Memphis. The yellow and black one strap, and then, like, the head that looked like the Grand Canyon. Oh, uh, I guess this is pre Comenzio tape days, huh? <laughs> KP tape, tape yeah. <laughs> this is when Nita was starting to put on some weight. He yeah, he, he, he got the uh, the old white butcher top underneath. He's like, let me have yeah. a little bit of this. Yeah. Oh, he's he's bandaged up all over. He must they must have had another kind of match before this. Well, it, it didn't even have to be the same day. No, I'm just saying. Not talking about sometime yeah. you know recently. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, think they I mean, go, Goto obviously wrestled earlier because he had blood yeah. coming through his bandages. <laughs> yeah. They got some kind of little risers that they brought in in the back. Oh, we give them the business. <laughs> oh, go set up yours. <laughs> I want to sing some chairs. That was funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll get any chairs. It's going to be a little hard to go outside this ring. His but... ears taped up, ain't it? No, I think it's just cauliflower. Just, ca- just cauliflower? Okay. <laughs> yeah, pe- people got to remember, he went through the All Japan Dojo. Like, Onita can throw Blue down. Japan. Come... No, no, he's Blue All Japan. Japan. Was sure? he altered the dojo? Then he switched over to. I'm pretty sure he, he was, was all. Well, I know he he was because um, he was an Oki. He was an Oki was going. He was going to be his top cruiserweight before his knees blew out on him. That will be a fact check we'll do after watching this brawl. All right. Oh, he's got it. He's already <laughs> already down to business. He's putting him trying to get the old boot to the face, trying to shove him into the. He's got on combat boots. Pogo does. Yeah, it's like, let me rewind, Jack. That's like digging into my side of my jaw there. Hey, they're, they're putting over the, the big payoff early. Yeah. You know, the big well, payoff's going to be something. an explosion. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of milking probably for a little bit. But again, who knows? These guys might just go and give them, give them a little bit early. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm looking. Onita was really big on selling and sympathy. You know, as, as much craziness as he did, like, yeah. Onita was Ricky Morton, really. Japan Ricky Morton of the death matches. Yeah, I mean, that's the weirdest thing to say. Yeah. Well, but... yeah, I mean, that's, oh, he's a, he's a top baby face. Oh, he hit it. Oh, good yep. grief. There it went. Gave Dang. it to him early. Oh, the, did you see the bump the ref took? <laughs> yeah. No, gave it to him early. Yeah. Well, there's like eight, eight or ten boards. Like, there's all the way around. They're going to hit every one of them. He's just laying in that bob wire. Man. I think I think it's trying to get something to stick. I think it's what he was doing, rolling over in it, trying to get. Like, come on, we got to get a little blood or something. Got to let these people. Yeah. I, I knew they was going to do it, but not that early. I figured at least get five minutes into it. About two minutes into the actual match. But like I said, they got it's all the way around, so there's going to be more. Oh, that one stuck to his side of his butt. <laughs> was that a bird or somebody just threw something? Yeah, uh... chair, there it is. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Pogo has a chair. Um, Mr. Pogo's in his best bushwhackers gear. Yeah, that's, he used that for a lot, a long time after he got he come back from. Um, oh, Coblamo, right on top of the head. 
I, uh, I, oh, I look at his I arm. Love, he got his arm. I love those good, those just kind of mush you in the face chair shots. Yeah. He got gigged on his arm. See it? Yep. Uh, he started wearing that thing like after he come back from, was it in between Puerto Rico and Central States in the late 80s? He went, Oh, is he going to pile driver in the chair? Oh, good spike pile driver. Yeah, it was. It was so, do you pin him in this or? I think so. Okay. What's all that? Is that the explosive debris it's in the ring? I, I th- I'm thinking that's what it is. I, I was wondering. The wind's about. blowing it in there. Oh, he's going to throw him back. Oh, oh, he got him in the leg. Oh, he's selling it. Oh, it blew his legs off. Oh, gosh, we're on another one. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think there's explosive because there's two boards right next to each other. Yeah. And I think there's explosive or looks like multiple boards. So look, I think there's explosives yeah. under a whole bunch of one, different ones. Yeah. And Onita's, I think he did this on the last one too. Like his leg hit, the explosion yeah. happened, and then he rolled into it. But yeah, I think it's what God, he's, he's selling it. He's selling it like it, it murdered him. And then after the fact, he's laying down into the barbed wire so some will yeah. stick so people will get that that visual. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's hit, detonating him with his feet, and then there it goes. He rolls into it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just laying in, still laying in there like he's dead. He's moving a little bit. Oh, just waiting for. Oh, oh, he's on. Oh, yeah, he got it. Some. Well, here's oh, yeah. the thing. It's he's, going. He's, he's putting himself in that though, because he was yeah. standing. Oh gosh, it's in his. Oh, it's stuck on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, his still, butcher's already ripped up and everything. Yeah, but he did that. That's the thing. Like when it was yeah, exploded, yeah. he was standing up, and then he just fell down yeah. into it. Like he's putting himself through this to get this oh, yeah, match over. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's doing it too. Yeah, he's working it. He's putting himself down there to. Get the color all over his body and everything to get it over. Man. Yeah, he gimmicks him with his feet, and then he falls into it selling, and then, then the bob wire gets him. So the explosions don't really – oh, another pile drop from – oh, on the chair. Oh, man. Oh. But Pogo don't for, go for – oh, where's he going? Oh, Pogo will go to the top. Did he fall? <laughs> no, that wasn't that, graceful. That that, 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 was, that was his patented uh, quadriceps splash. See, I remember he used to do the splash. Uh, some of the matches I've seen him and when he worked in Puerto Rico, he'd do it. Uh, yeah, he wasn't too graceful. Yeah, he's look at these. Onita's butcher just sliced the feet. Here we go. Comes a big comeback. Headbutts. Ooh. And, and it's those, those no hand jobs. Yeah, you know that's what, what I'm mean? saying. Just so it's kind of, it's no, yeah, they, they're hitting. Oh, oh. There goes Pogo. He's trying to get in. Pogo through the ropes. Oh, yeah. Look at the people. Oh, they're dude. Wanting, so they're want, so they're behind wanting. Onita. Yeah, they're wanting it bad. They want to see Pogo get lit up. They're milking it. Do Do you know any, anybody else who gave physically as much being a promoter to their promotion to try to keep it going? Like Onita practically tried to kill himself. Just you know, what I physically mean? no. Uh, financially yes, but physically no, not like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, fi- financially I'm sure. And man, Onita was so loved. Didn't he hold Senate? I don't know. If I, I, I don't if know. I remember right, there's another one for oh, a fact oh, check. Oh. But I believe he was oh, a Japanese senator. There he goes. Oh, he's pushing him out. I like Tarzan Goto's shirt. See, it's got the, the old school lightning bolt in between his name. Yep. Oh, he's stolen. He's, um what? <laughs> <laughs> he can't get Pogo out. He had him out. He can't. Oh, Tim Headbutts are snug, dude. <laughs> oh running. Running oh, no gosh. hands headbutt. Oh, my goodness. There he goes. Oh, is he going to get him out? 
He's fighting it. He's fighting it. Man, that headbutt was vicious, dude. You know, about so about those headbutts, Mickey Knuckles tried to tell me one day <laughs> oh, that there's a secret oh. to those. Whereas if you hold your mouth open when the headbutt you, it'll make a big loud sound. Oh, oh. There, oh gosh, that whole that whole side just blew up. It wasn't just yeah, one board. And uh and that ref took a uh, a butt over tea kettle bump. Yeah, he took a big bump on that one. This ref needs to be working matches. I'm he probably does. You know, they had all kind of little characters. Who is it? Oh, it's it's Victor Keonis, little Victor. Oh, he threw Victor into it. Oh, oh, Victor Keonis went to the, the exploding gimmick. Oh, he looks like he's been run over. Look at yeah. Onita. Onita, Onita looks like he looks like fat Rambo right here. <laughs> he does. Man, when Pogo hit that, it, it I think more than just one went off. It looked like all three boards went off. Yeah, no, that, that entire side blew up. Yeah. Look at like how even selling getting in the ring. Yeah, because it looks too. He just hopped back in. You know, he's been through the ringer. So he's look at. It, oh my gosh! Oh, the way the blood's pulling all to one side makes him look yeah. like a horror movie victim. Oh my gosh! Pogo's still down. He's sitting in that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, Pogo got some some color down there. Yeah. I, yeah. He. I don't think he hard weighed. I think he. I think he juiced with the blade. Yeah. Yeah. At least on the forehead. I don't, I don't see any other yeah. ones randomly anywhere. Yeah, I think he went down. Uh, man. I don't know. Those headbutts, that could be a hard way. Yeah, that's true. Oh, what we got here? Oh, I thought it was going to be a spinning or whatever, but he just went straight back with it. No, uh, Kent, uh, Kenta Kabashi would do that, too. Did he? Okay. Uh, up to the middle fallback DDT. I really, the I ref, really like that. Look at the ref. Ref's still holding the back of his neck. He's ref's still selling. Well, after that wow. bump he took, I'd be holding the back of my neck, That's what I'm saying. Too. That's awesome. Everybody's doing their job here. I like how, uh, you know, he's he's – Anita's back on Pogo now, but he's not. Every time he does something to him, he's still selling because he's been through the ringer. It would look stupid with him just hopping up, you know, boom, boom, boom. And so he's barely getting up himself, you know? <laughs> that was a little snug. Yeah, and then to the job. And every time he hits him with something, he goes down too. It's good because he, he's selling. Cause it would look stupid him just popping back up and, you know, firing up, firing up. He hits him with one thing and he goes back down. I, I love the difference. Oh, and the looks of the two people. Because now, when you go when you go to a, a death match show or see death matches, like all the guys are kind of just in street clothes and going. Yeah. But you know, in in this one, that was a nice little. That was nice. Well, handful of hair, bulldog. Um, you know, in this one, you got one brother and oh, what we got a, one, two, we got a two count. We got one brother in, in the camos and a tank top. The other guy in, in trunks, a butcher, and cocaine white boots. You know, I mean, yeah. One guy and that thing like about Pogo, that was there. his. Oh, here comes that DDT again. Oh, and Pogo, that's what he wore. Uh, you know, even like I said, it that what he wasn't dressed. You know, this was his normal stuff he wore. Like, yeah, Pogo. Oh, them headbutts. They're just Jesus. Mm. I, th- I don't think he's still a punch at all. I think it's all been headbutts. Hey, oh, he's going. He, he's only thrown. What the hell? Oh, what is he doing? Oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. I didn't, I don't know what it was, but that was sweet. But yeah, you're right. He hasn't thrown a single punch to the head. All any yeah. punch has been a body shot. Yeah. That was it. That's the match. That was the finish. It's already over. Yeah, but it still says we have ten minutes left in the video. Is it more than one fall? Maybe that's what double hell means. Uh oh. I don't know one thing. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So he went off the top rope with slammed him down. That was well, because he kept going to the second doing the DDT, and he said this time he went to the top and brought him down. Look at him. He's selling. He's just sitting there. Look at the blood just dripping off his head. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yeah, I saw, I saw a clot drip out. That's always gross. 
and you think he he won, he's he's just like he just he's dead. He wouldn't make yeah. He he sells everything right because it looks to him he just popped up. You know. I'm wondering if the After match everything. isn't over and this is just all the afterbirth because Tarzan Goto's in the ring. Yeah, I just noticed. That, yeah, he's in the ring and another guy's in the ring. There's like ten minutes of afterbirth. I don't know. He's looking mad. He got a mad look on his face. Uh, he is over. Yeah, big time. I think he's still stumbling around selling. Wow. Huh. Surely, I don't know. There's that much time left. So I don't want to scan through them before I watch them. Because I, you know, man, dude got a mullet and a half, don't he? Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the, what, what is the Kentucky waterfall? Oh, look at, yeah. Look, I guess it is because Pogo's leaving. He's all, oh, he's talking to him. Oh, they, they had to get, get time for the legendary Onita promo. There you go. Pogo was stumbling around, falling down. Is it time to come back? White, wiping blood on everybody. Yeah, he's he's getting all over everybody. But they, the people like that stuff, though. They, they It's like honor for them to get the blood on them. I forgot who told the story of their first time over in Japan. They're getting off the bus, and Stan Hansen goes, watch this, and just, like, runs through a group of What is that? He just busted something on the ground. Pogo threw something on the ground, and it just busted up. What was that? I don't know. Is that Mike Awesome? That is. That is Gladiator. Man, look at that. That's a sight right there. He's still yelling at him. Is he wanting to come back? or? It seems as such. The way it looks like he's time to come back. I guess he wanted to beat him up some more, blow him up. They said, oh, yeah, he fell. Said, oh, okay, he's still selling that, you know, he's been all that. He's just, you know, I can't, I can't believe they didn't use all, all sides of the ring, though. That only two sides got blown up. Well, no, Anita looks like he got blown up. Oh, he looks, oh, yeah, he rode around that bar bar two times, fired up, whatever he's saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about any of the Onita I've seen. He always cuts a big promo afterward. At the end. And the people are always yeah. just hanging yeah, on every word. Yeah, they're all on they're all on the edge right here. When he's talking, I got up on the shoulders. I guess it is over. I guess I just had a lot. So the match wasn't that long, which, I mean, you, get, you know, 20 minutes did kind of sound long for a, but, you know, yep, yeah, that's it. Just doing the credits. All know. right. Look at who these people are. <laughs> well, while while that is playing, uh, let's see. It looks like he in two thousand one he won the nineteenth House of Ch- of Counselors election as a representative of the Liberal Democratic Party, uh, following Antonio Noki and Hiroshi Hase to a seat in the Japanese Diet, which is kind of like their Senate. Yeah. So so yeah, I know Hase. Yeah, he 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 was in fact a senator, and as far wow. as training, uh, he was the first true graduate. Oh, look at hold on a second. You did you stop this? No, it's it's they still playing. Him, yeah, he showed him laying down. The, they carried him back. And he was laying down on the floor, selling. Oh God, those eyes too. Man, he he's been ran over and drugged a mile behind a truck. He's firing up on. He's firing up whatever he's saying. He's firing up. Yeah, it says here he was actually the first true graduate of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo. Uh, Jumbo had uh, debuted first, but he had trained in Amarillo, Texas with Dorian Terry. So he actually was the first true graduate of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo. Okay. He's, so, like, he's sitting on the, just sitting on the floor. I don't see that he ever went to New Japan. He didn't? I thought he did. Well... Hold on, let me keep going through here and looking. I mean, he he may have eventually 
because in '98 he started uh, freelancing, so he did go. Oh, not yet. He's a, his knees are done gone by then. Yeah, so it looks like it looks like that's when he first went to New Japan, according to. Hmm. Okay, I must, I must have it wrong. What I'm man. reading now. I mean, there is a whole bunch of stuff, you know, that I'm. Oh, it's been the early going 80s. over, but it'd be after he left Memphis and came back to Japan from his Memphis uh, excursion. Oh, you know what? You're right. Um, well, da, 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 da. no, no. Uh, his, his he let's see. He retired because remember he retired due to his knees. Um, yeah. January third, nineteen eighty-five. His first retirement. Um, yeah. Uh, so he had his last match December second, nineteen eighty-four against uh, the mighty Inau. I thought it was going to be Inau. the mighty Igor, yeah. and I popped. Um, <laughs> and then it said he would be replaced by Masanobu Fuchi as the new junior heavyweight ace of all Japan. So, yeah, he, okay, he So it was all Japan. Okay, I was wrong on that then. <laughs> yeah, he, Glad he, you smart me up on that. <laughs> he retired, then went to a company called Pioneer Senshi in 1988, uh, but that was a martial arts bout, uh, and then started in okay. uh, FMW in 89. Okay. That's wild. Hmm. Yeah, I remember he was, that's what I thought was New Japan, so it was all Japan. He was a top cruiser, and then his knees, I knew his knees Got so wrecked. Man, what a last huh. shot. Just a still image of his eyes. Yeah. He never got out of the floor, too. So they brought him in there, came in there, laid him in the floor. He never got up out of the floor the whole interview there at the end. He did it laying in the floor. Yeah, so he sold the whole doing, time. And they're just doing the credits over his face. So if you're okay with it, I'm okay with going ahead and exiting out of there since we well, it should be over, ain't it? Uh, I still got a few seconds on mine, but. Um, oh, I do, too. <laughs> that was. Yeah, uh, fine. That was wild, man. The the uh, selling. Oh, they're on the Ricky Fuji, <laughs> the Gladiator, Horse Boulder, El Professoro, the Shooter. I don't know some judo guy, some kickboxing guy, <laughs> Mega Ultra, Penny Do. I don't know, don't know, don't know. Combat Toyota. This is always I guess on the show. There's a few of those names I know. Yeah, it was a parking lot. Look, did you see all that? They were tearing the ring down. There's just uh, a parking lot. Yeah, I, I didn't, but I figured it was a parking lot. Yeah, it's a big parking lot. And it looks like on that backside, I, I brought in some rollaway bleachers on that backside, but it was just a big, big parking lot. Um, there was that big thing, that big sculpture in the back. Did you see it? I did see that, yeah. So I must, it must have been, they probably big, like a, uh, well, here in America, we got like, uh, I know up here in Bowling Green, we got a, uh, it's, it's like a big open air park. It's just, um, it's all, it's like a big lot, you know, they do like, where they do like uh, farmer's markets and craft fair and all that stuff. It's just yeah. one, it's a big, a big open space. I think that's what that is. Just a big open space that they hold it outdoor, you know, everything probably there. But, um, wow. <laughs> big, like I said, what got me was the selling. Um, Cause it's like, I watch some of these death matches nowadays here in America and they'll sell for a little bit, but they, they don't sell like that, you know? Even when he turned it back on to Pogo, he hit him with something and then dropped down selling. Like, you know, because, I mean, he just got blowed up twice, laid in barbed wire, rolled around in it. And so he it would look stupid, you know, even though he was, he was, he took over the match, but he could only get one thing in before he dropped, he kept dropping to his knees, you know? So yeah, no, he, he, that was a master class of selling. It's not, you know, normally my cup of tea for wrestling, but man, that was amazing. Oh yeah, it. Like I said it, it's you know definitely not my wheelhouse, but it still had a key of of 
wrestling of selling, you know, and it was really good selling. Um, I was really shocked, uh, like I said, because you watch some of those things nowadays and it's back and forth, you know, they'll hit like five or six gruesome things and they take back over and it's, you know, everything he did, it was just one, one thing he dropped, he sold back down, you know, uh, it, it, would, it, it made it look believable that he was really, you know, dying, you know, yeah. out there and getting it. And uh, that finish off the top, that was neat. He done hit him, what, two times, three times off the second with the DDT? Was it two times or three? Uh, there was one early and then I think two late. Okay. And then he, he couldn't paint him, so he went to the top and drove his head down. That was good. Like I said, it, it for a death match, um, and I also liked it. It was a death match, and it stuck to the gimmick of the exploding barbed wire. Yeah, Pogo got the chair in there a couple of times, but it wasn't filled with a bunch of garbage stuff. The emphasis right. was on the explosion of the, the barbed wire explosion. So they pretty much kept it to it. So, I mean, you can have psychology in a death match. Um, now, some of the ones I see nowadays in America, I, it's just, you know, but this this actually told a story. Death, did, did you think it told a story? Oh, absolutely. No, it, yeah. it, it told the story that I thought it was going to tell of Onita's going to get hurt first and fight from underneath. That was kind of his wheelhouse. That was what he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he does so very well. Yeah. And those um, people are behind him 100%. And obviously there was some build up to this with him and Pogo. I guess probably while he was all bandaged up from all over. So I'm sure that they had, they've been working a program that led up to this to to have this kind of a match, you know. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I, like I said, I've uh, of the death matches, that's probably one of the best ones because, like I said, the selling, I, I'm still shocked how good Anita sold and how he sold and why he sold it, you know. And um, that was really good. Uh, I said something totally I usually don't watch. Um, and I'm thinking maybe these earlier death matches probably were better before they got too crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because you notice in the earlier days, it seemed like they'd have like a certain, like they said, the explosion. Then they have like a um, a piranha match or something. You know, so it seemed like they did like they do gimmick, but each one had a big gimmick, you know? So just garbage everywhere in it, you know? Which, yeah. Looks like it, what it is nowadays. So I, I was really shocked. I enjoyed it. For I mean, it was actually it's a death match, but to nowadays standards, I don't, I, it really wasn't. You know, I mean, it was good stuff. Even like I said, it had explosions. They worked it. They you know they milked it, milked it, and then he finally fell through, fell out there, and that's good stuff. I enjoyed that. Quentin I didn't think Charisma, I would. Quint Charisma enjoyed death match wrestling. But like I said, this is not your typical death match from the last twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, like I said, it had emphasis on the explosion, the exploding barbed wire. You know, like I said, Pogo brought a chair in what once. Yeah, they brought the chair in one one time. And, you know, so it didn't have a lot of garbage in it. It was uh, told a story, and they milked the exploding stuff, and that's the only thing they used. You know, um, so it wasn't like your death matches you see nowadays. I think that's why I actually liked it. You know, it's kind of like the old, you know, they used to do the barbed wire matches back in the day. You know, somebody would finally get a little bit, of, you know, until the until the sheep herders started doing those blood baths with the Fantastics, you know, in uh, Watts' territory. But usually, you know, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't see them toward the end before they, you know, really get the barbed wire, you know, um, except in Puerto Rico. And I think that's where the sheep herders got that from. 
But, um, you know, it, it was good. It worked. Thing. I love the beginning when Pogo, <laughs> he was throwing them chairs at people in the crowd. <laughs> that just tickled me, man. He was slinging them, man. He didn't care. <laughs> that was that was good. It's always good to see uh, Tarzan Goto. Yeah. Uh, I was a big, one of the first tapes I I bought on my own. I bought it from a little uh, spot called Digital Planet in Murfreesboro. And it was a VHS in the original case of the 90, 96, I think, or 95. What year did, did Cactus win King of the Death Match? Uh, was it 95? I think it was 95, yeah. Um, I but 95, I, I had yeah. that VHS in the actual case. Um, and I gave it to somebody before I knew Gypsy Joe personally to have Joe sign it because he walked with uh, uh, Severn down to the Severn ring. out, yep. Um, yeah. And the, the tape magically disappeared. Broke my heart. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We, yeah, I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I liked that pogo. That was funny, man. <laughs> he was just slinging them chairs at people, and uh, yeah. If you look at the beginning. Anita's got his little satin jacket and all that. And you, if you didn't know what match he was going out to, you wouldn't think he was going out to that kind of match, you know? Yeah. No. Absolutely. They could have played. They could have played <laughs> that entrance before just a regular match at the Tokyo Dome, you'd be like, all right, you know what I mean? You would never have thought he was going out for a death match. Um, Go out exploding Bob Warren, you're wearing your satin jacket out. <laughs> right. Oh, my. So uh, I'm really going to, next week I'm going to test how much you enjoy death match wrestling now because you got me thinking. What's a death match that I remember watching in my past, I haven't watched in a long time, but that I could, if Quentin hasn't already seen it, show Quentin. And then I remembered next week, my pick is from May 5th, 1996, the FMW seventh anniversary show. I mentioned something about it earlier by mistake. Yeah. The FMW seventh anniversary show. This is going to be an FMW independent and WWA world women's championship match. No ropes, exploding barbed wire death match, combat Toyota, the champion, takes on Megumi Kudo. I've heard Toyota. I don't know that. I don't think I've heard that other name. Um, so Megumi Kudo, she's awesome. Um, who can I liken her to? I kind of liken her to a little bit of one of the Jumping Bomb Angels or a little bit of, uh, gosh, I can't remember her name, uh, the girl who originally did the Northern Lights Bomb, and I can't remember her name at all. Um, but uh, you'll look at Megumi Kudo, and you'll be like, you're, you're too pretty to do this. Okay, you're freezing up. <laughs> Is my sound really? still coming through? I came through now. Yeah. Okay. You're good. As long as, long as my sound's okay. Um, yeah. But no, th this girl, like, look, looking at Megumi Kudo, she could be a model. So why she's in a <laughs> no-rope electri electrified barbed wire death match is beyond me. Now, Combat Toyota, she looks yeah. like she could be in this. <laughs> um, but both both these both these women are excellent wrestlers with this insane gimmick on top of it. Um, they're in a, a big nice venue. I can't tell. Uh, trying to, I just had the screen on where it was, but I, I totally uh, can't remember offhand. I will have that uh, for for next week. But uh, the the biggest contribution I think what everyone remembers about Kudo, uh, Kudo, the creator of the Vertebraker. Wow. Yeah, the, the move Shane Helms made famous and everybody else is, has stolen and only half of them hit without killing the person. <laughs> uh, Megumi Kudo hmm. created it. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And, and, I, and I'm not sure if this was her creation, uh, but 
seeing a clip from the match right now. Um, she may have also been the pioneer of the trunks cut on one side and long tights on the other. I'm, she's probably not, but. What year is this? 96. Nah, Billy Travis is doing 98. Okay, that's two years before. Maybe he was watching a Japanese tape and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Really cool. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm at 89. I'm sorry. Oh, 89. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Sorry. Yeah, it's off. <laughs> yeah. I was off. And he's doing like 89, 90 when he went down to World Class. Nah, okay. Yeah. He was the first one I can remember doing it was him. But yeah, but man, I, I remember watching this as part of ICP had uh, a series of videos called Strangle Mania in which they took FMW wow. and IWA uh, Japan matches and just like did comedy commentary over them. So basically what we're doing now, except they did it with way more cussing um, yeah. <laughs> and made way more money than we did off of it. Um, uh, yeah, just we don't make a penny. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I remember uh, I, I remember this match being on there. Um, and I remember as a kid thinking it's insane. Um, now that I'm a broke down grizzled wrestler, probably thinking it's even more insane. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. I might watch it and be like, oh, this is tame now that I've seen some things. Or I might be like, no, this is even crazier. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. All right. That's cool. That's, you know, I've still, you know, I still don't get why the guys do it, but the women, I surely don't want to get it, you know. And like you said, that one, you know, said she could be a model and everything. It really don't make sense, but I don't know. It's, it's a thing. People, some of them, and I don't I mean, know. Some, some people are just wired that way, man. Some people like it. Yeah. I know people who do death matches that love it. I, know, I just, I don't like pain. So I, I think that's why I just can't. Yeah, I, I I didn't get into the sport to hurt for real. You know what I mean? Hurts I, bad enough waking up the next day. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Like, I I knew what this was coming in. Now I think everyone goes through their, their phase. Well, probably not everyone. You probably never did. Uh, no, nah, hit me, hit me. You know, a little bit. Blah blah blah. Laid in, but yeah, you you never, you never. No. Unless, unless it was back chops, you would lay those in. Oh, I'm talking about. Oh, I'll lay them in, but I won't. I don't want anybody to lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's like that. Yeah. No, I can get some back chops out if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, I've seen plenty of them. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you ask somebody, can you do something? And they say, yeah. And you get out there and they about break your jaw, you get a back chop or two or three or maybe five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> so now we got back to back weeks of death matches. This is now. Who would have thought that? This is now the death, death match wrestling review. Yeah. I hope we don't run off those two listeners that we got. <laughs> I mean, I really liked them until they started watching that garbage wrestling. Yeah, but then it's not good. To me, what we just watched was it garbage. I didn't see that as garbage. And for me to say that, that's it, something, you know? Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. You know, it just to me, because it told a story. They sold. They just didn't go out there just all willy-nilly just taking bumps into the stuff. Yeah. They milked it, milked, you know. It, it, it was working. They yeah. worked. I mean, I, I mean, it, to me, that wasn't garbage. A little crazy, but not garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah? Exactly. Well, exactly. You, you brought up the, the Sheep Herders and the Fantastics. You know, you can watch those matches and be like, this is a bloodbath, but every one of them told a story. Yeah. And the thing is, though, you know, I look back at, if the Sheep Herders had gone crazy in the Bob wire, it would look stupid because they were so over-the-top crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They would look stupid. They went out there and, and you know, 
oh, you know, oh, Bible, whoa, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Then they get, let's get it at the end. Now, it looks stupid for them, yeah? Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes, you know, it makes sense. Uh, um, I still remember uh, sometime in 86, uh oh, I actually had it on tape at one time. It was a Bob Bar match with the Sheep Herders. It was Luke, Butch, and Jonathan Boyd against the Fabs, Stan and Steve, and Paul Diamond. Jonathan Boyd, they took a, they hit him, he fell back and just, he laid in that Bob Bar. And it was like, oh my, I mean, he took a bump, just flat back right into it. And just, it was like, oh man, it's like, oh, you know, but, um, I'll never forget that. He could, I mean, it was, I mean, it, he was all in it, you know, just like, like Anita was rolling around. He was just well, all in, his whole back was all up in it. And it's like, oh, but, um, no, nah, yeah, it's just, I, it, like I've been saying, I'm, I'm probably the fifth time I'm saying, it's totally different when you say deathmatch today to that right there. That was the stuff nowadays, no rhyme or reason. That all had, had a storyline, worked it. The selling was just crazy. I just, I couldn't believe. Cause like I said, I hadn't really seen, I've just seen clips of Anita here and there. That's actually probably the first full Anita, not counting his stuff in Memphis match I've watched, a full um, match, and I was shocked what he sold. It was so good. So, but yeah, <laughs> I was, I, was, I enjoyed that a lot. Those were good stuff. Have you ever done anything in your career barbed wire related? Nope, never had cage matches. Um, the never uh, my did baby oil match one time. Oh my gosh, that was a train wreck. Shelbyville, Tennessee, Juneish of '93. It was me and Nasty Nikki against Jeff Daniels and Dominic Ferrari. Man, they put down a tarp over the ring. They put so much baby oil on, you could not stand up in it. Every time I got up, I as like you couldn't stand up. It was awful, man. It was it was so bad. The match was oh, it was so bad. And got the back. All I heard was Glenn Mullins. Quint couldn't even stand up. That match was horrible. Quint couldn't stand up. I was wanting to go and just knock his redneck teeth down his throat. Well, if you want to put five gallons of baby oil over the thing, I mean, it was awful. We were slipping and sliding. I mean, we couldn't do nothing. I mean, they put so much. You just put enough on just to get it, you know. Dude, it was all. It was It was, It was. was bad. You kind of want to have wish probably had, had a Bob wire match that night. Cause they, I couldn't stand. I, I probably took more bumps that match I ever took in any match ever. I couldn't stand up. There you go. Have you ever been asked to do a barbed wire? Anything barbed wire no. related? Or no. Mm-mm. I've done. I've done two matches that involve barbed wire. Um, never, never no rope. I think that's insane. Um, I've done a, a rope wrapped barbed wire, um, but keep in mind both of these were after like long buildups and a feud. Yeah. So I've done done one those rope rope wrapped and there was no lacerations on my body that I didn't put there myself. Uh, I don't know. There might have been a poke on the back or something. I couldn't see it, but like we were really smart about how we did it. Um, and then I did what I call my my one death match. I always say it was death match alone, uh, death match in name only because I was very particular about how I wanted everything set up. Um, now I will say whoever, uh, this last, this last one was in Lewisburg, Tennessee, and I will say whoever set it up, uh, or whoever set up the, the barbed wire portion. So I wanted, I wanted there to be barbed wire wrapped around the ropes, but I only wanted on two sides so we could do stuff with the other two. Still ropes. work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I told them on the two sides, I wanted an X, 
like from top turnbuckle to bottom turnbuckle along that side, both sides. And then I wanted like six or eight loop-de-loos around the ropes. Yeah. I went out there and there's an X and like one big loose loop-de-loo. <laughs> to, to the point where I was thrown into that rope one time and sold it. Like I'd been shot. Yeah. Didn't touch any barbed wire. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, you know, the other stuff other than that, like thumbtacks got involved. You know, we used gimmicks like, you know, there was chairs, there was a table. I threw a fireball because that's what I do. Uh, I think I tried to hang the guy. Like, you know, we did some extreme stuff, but like yeah. very much worked around and very much controlled. The barbed wire could have been better. Um, but that 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 one barbed wire match I had, though, the rope wrap barbed wire match, I, I was really proud of. Because basically, because we did a big build with it, and to the yeah. point, so we we're running a small building. You've been to the building in McMinnville, Tennessee. It's basically a garage, and we left the doors open, right? So we had a pretty much a sellout, and we had the doors open because it was hot. You know, it's a it, it was a two you know two thousands wrestling venue. There was no AC, um, <laughs> so it was hot. It's middle of summer, so we left the garage doors open, and then during the intermission, they wrapped the ropes. And then they closed the garage doors because people were, there was neighboring apartment building and people were coming by and watching. Yeah. People, we sold 20 extra tickets to just see the main event. Wow. We let them watch the entire show for free. Let them watch us put barbed wire on the ring and shut the doors on them. <laughs> I was proud of that. Wow. I, I was yeah, proud of that. Good. One. That, that was me, me and Mike promo. We told it, we told a good story. On. Well, see, you know, back when I, I don't think I ever worked on a show with Bob Wire. On the barbed wire match. Yeah. I don't, it just wasn't, you know, I mean, because, you know, stuff like, you know, for a long time, most shows I worked was old school booking. Yeah. And you didn't bring out the barbed wire until, you know, the very end. If, you know, if you, you know, it, it wasn't common, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just, so I don't think I ever even worked a show with barbed wire on it, you know? So, um, well, and promoters around Tennessee didn't want to pay for it. Do what? <laughs> Promoters in Tennessee didn't want to buy barbed wire. Hell, they would have probably went up to some neighboring farm and stole some old rusty barbed wire off of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this about both times that, I, that I've done it. I knew it was brand new barbed wire. I made sure they went out there with alcohol and sprayed it all down before the match happened. Like, I was I was very particular. It, Did it you was, take all your time to gimmick it with the pliers? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to do all that. But, I, you know, <laughs> both times it was my idea. Yeah. As a payoff. But also both times if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be very careful. Oh yeah, yeah and very particular, but Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking back, I mean only thing that really got out of hand was those um well, I didn't get to see the uh Fisso Dante and Scott brothers, but I got to see the Fisso Dante and Wild Boys in Columbia and Nashville and then uh, those got pretty wild. Um, uh, he used to bring these big meat tray things in, and man, they used to beat the crap of each other, those meat trays. But I mean, nothing really, um, crazy. And about that, you know, it not really crazy till I want to say 99 ish, maybe when Hickey started doing the saw, started saw oh, yeah. people. Dante's old saw, then, 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 uh, Ernesto. Ernesto started doing the saw, but he started doing the saw first. And, yeah, well, uh, that, that that was gifted to Timmy, according to was everything it? I've been told. Yeah, Dante I figured it was because they were teaming, and and then 
well, then he's uh, then he started doing it. So I'm sure he, he, he that was the deal. Um, I, I've been on the opposite side of that saw a few times, both uh, both cutting me and more often than not. Well, he, he never actually cut me. You know what I'm saying, though. Uh, oh, but yeah. more, more often than not, getting the old saw chop. Oh, smack the saw. I, I remember one oh. night, usually Timmy would take good care of me. I remember one night, super green. The first time I've been hit with it. Young baby face, Pulaski, Tennessee. I'm dumb, right? Uh, <laughs> bump Timmy. He drops the saw, rolls out. I reach down to grab the saw. He rolls back in, kicks me, grabs the saw, and hits me in the back <laughs> hard. Leaves a saw-shaped welt. Come to the back. Mm. Hey, man, never touch my gimmick. Yes, sir. Please don't hit me with it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't grab the gimmick. I didn't know. I was young and dumb. Yeah. I learned you gotta learn, you know? Yeah, learn quick. <laughs> I'll never forget. Man, first time for work, Ernesto was at the uh, fairgrounds. Any um, wrestling historians listen to this? Tim Renesto, son of assassin Tom Renesto, brother of Tom Renesto Jr. What was his assassin as well, correct? Yeah, he did it like, you know, through the, you know, through the 80s, you know, independence. Yeah. He was one of the many assassins floating around. <laughs> yeah, but one who had legitimate claim to it. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, if your daddy was one of the original ones, you you got more right to it than anybody else. <laughs> uh, and, and Tim Renesto, also known as uh, Timmy Speedy Tall Tree. Speedy Tall Trees, Timmy Tall Trees, and Speed Manson, correct? Speed Manson up for the Poffos. Yep. But uh, it was, I want to say 2000, 2001, at the fairgrounds in Nashville, it was a four-way tag for the for the uh, NWA Mid-America belt, tag belts. And somebody threw me on the floor. What well, either had to be, it had to be, lit. well, sort of thing. It's either New South or Jeff Daniels. One threw me on the floor. And I think they gave me a chair shot. And I was selling it, selling it. I was like, all right, so they're counting me out. And I was like, I, like, I got to get up, get in, you know, for this count. And as soon as I look up, here comes Timmy, man. He blasts me right in the mouth. The clothes. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, and Farrakhan rolled me back in. I was like, did I make him mad? <laughs> He's like, well, I said, he just broke my teeth, man. <laughs> and I was like, dang. I was like, I don't know the guy. I, I, I know what I, I, we haven't wrote this. I don't know. I wasn't trans or nothing, but man, he, he waylaid me. I, uh, oh. I, I, I always heard that Timmy would do some things that were really snow. Because for those who don't know Tim Ernesto, uh, not big like his dad. You know, his dad was no. a, a big, meaty guy. Timmy got none of that size. Really, yeah, Junior thin. got I, it all. Junior, Junior was built just like his dad. Yeah, Tim, Timmy, Timmy probably what, 170 pounds? His top weight ever. Yeah, like t- Timmy was a, a, a thin guy, um, and normally it, it would depend on if was it a, was it a bigger show that you were working them on? Like, was there a good house? Uh, it was pretty decent, yeah. Well, or so, Nashville Nashville show in two thousand one. <laughs> I, I noticed every time I worked with with Timmy, um, light as a feather, right? Um, I'd heard these stories about this running boot in the corner he used to do that would murder you never hurt me i would call for it he'd be like are you sure and i'm like yeah yeah, give it to me the only time i felt timmy and it's so funny was we were doing a match for saw tv and i'm expecting timmy i work on spot shows in shelbyville and stuff light easy didn't want to do a lot timmy blasted me on everything because the red light was on didn't matter if it was just regional red light was on so Timmy was there with anything. I'm like, whoa, who am I working with? What's going on? <laughs> I think it was just the timing part. Because we just didn't, 
Like I said, I was looked up and he was right there, but yeah, everything else in the match was fine. Oh, I, 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 never, I was in there. Even the match he was blasting me on, like it was blasting for Timmy. You know what I mean? Like I'm, he's giving me a double axe from the apron on the outside and I'm expecting bink. And he's like, club, <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, you know, and his, his stops are a little there, but then anything like to my face, easy. His punches were still alive. Yeah. He did that running boot in the corner where he just stays there on you. It was light, so but it just it threw me off. You know, you're used to somebody who yeah. has a light, light touch, and all of a sudden that it's clamp glom you in the back. You're like, whoa, wasn't ready for that. I missed him mm. a lot, man. Does he still work anywhere? No. Hmm. I, I assume you mean work as in wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Nope. So I hadn't seen his name on nothing in a long, long time. No. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, I wish I wish he was. I would like some of my students that I have working to meet Timmy and learn from Timmy because I was a smart man. Yeah, <laughs> grew up in the business. He's got to be in his sixties, ain't he? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, wow. I know he was at least late forties when I started in 05. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. that's sixteen years ago. Well, he was working for Gulas. Oh, I got his license. I can look. Well, they kayfabe those. Those <laughs> I got Terry Gordy's too, and he said he was eighteen when he was fourteen. Never mind. That's <laughs> like I can look it up right now. But they they worked the. The license uh, birthday, so I could get a license. But it's probably is pretty close to it. I'll look that up. Actually, well, I ain't touching that. So I'll look it up right now. I hit thing and it knocked me off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's gotta be. He's gotta be sixty at least. It has to be. And he did. I mean, he was just wrestling for a long time. Yeah. Well, I told you I stumbled across some stuff from uh, was it uh, early nineties. Out in LA at a lucha a lucha promotion, and he was all he was all over it. Um, he, he told me stories about work. those uh, about those lucha shows. He said they had twenty two foot rings, and they had like two foot uh, or twenty four foot rings, and they had like two foot apron. And he said that's they were the like hardest that, rings you've ever. That's been. That, like that Shelby Adcock ring I was telling you about. It's like that, yeah. It's like that right there. Yeah, the big they're boxing rings. That's what they are. They're old boxing rings compared to wrestling rings. Is what they are. Um, yeah, then he did a couple of uh, was it USWA Texas shows? Uh, right before they switched over to Global, I think. Uh, he did, I seen him some tapings, but yeah, he was out there. He did that California stuff for a while. I stumbled across it, and um, but yeah, he worked everywhere his dad was, you know, booked it was Booker at, and um, so he, yeah, he worked, you know, he grew up in the business, so and you know, Tom, Tom Ernesto is one of the best bookers, you know, a lot of people give him slack for. His last little booking um, stint at Jarrett's was at 85. But good gosh, they wouldn't give him no money. You know, he had to bring in a lot of guys, low, you know, not low talent, but lower card guys because they wouldn't give him money. You know, I mean, Jarrett wasn't going to pay out the money. You know, I mean, he brought in his, both his boys, brought in um, uh, uh, Tommy Higgy, Terry Adonis, uh, a lot of those guys that worked for George and Nick Goulas, the the eight, the UW, the MCW, and I mean the MWA and the UWA Gillis part. I mean he had to bring those guys in because Jarrett wasn't getting the money to to book, you know. So I mean you can't really knock him for you know his bad booking. He did the best he could with what with you know. I'm sure he could have called. I mean he could have brought in tons of people because he. I think right after that he went to Puerto Rico and booked. I think so. I mean it, it ain't like he didn't have connections to, to book people. Jarrett wasn't going to pay, you know? So, uh, you know, a lot of people say his booking was horrible, 
But no, it wasn't bad. I just he did what he could do with what he was given, but he's a you know a renowned Booker for all those years, you know. So yeah, I mean, yeah, so Timmy grew up with all that around that, and um, yeah, he's gonna have you know have the uh, knowledge and stuff. So yeah, it's good. But, it's um, got to wash off on him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So what were you talking about earlier about in that about those headbutts? Oh, um, Mickey Knuckles. Uh, we were at a show. This is this was a few years ago. Um, and she was telling somebody about the secret to making the headbutts look good. And she said something about opening your mouth and then like you just do a shoot headbutt, but you open them out for two reasons. One, so you don't clack your teeth. Oh yeah. Definitely. But two, it makes a sound or something. Like yeah, but it, you're still hitting. Yeah, they're still hitting. They're not working it. Okay, so what's <laughs> what's the difference? If not, I mean, if you're still hitting, you're hitting. I mean, I mean <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't say it was working. It. it was just oh, okay. So I thought you. I thought that's what you meant. She said the way to work it, and I was like, "There's no way to work those headbutts." Anita was hitting him with. He wasn't working them. They were oh, yeah, no, that, that's just it, working it. Working a headbutt just comes to hand-eye coordination. If you're not using a hand, that's all it is. Hoping for good yeah. placement. I did that one. That one he was running. That was that. He that was there, dude. That was solid. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, he never punched him in the head, did he? Nope, not one time. As always, his own head. Dang, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, not one punch. He did that one punch to the head. Oh, did he? Actually, he did. Or was that Pogo? Oh, it was Pogo when he was, he, when uh, he first, he was getting some color. Pogo was getting them little shots, them little stiff, to bust yeah, him yeah. up even oh, more. Yeah, yeah, Pogo was giving it to him. It wasn't him. Yeah, okay. He, just, he, he busted him open with headbutts. Yeah. Yeah, so he was just popping him those little stiff jabs. Man, Junior, were good this week. <laughs> you know, no, I, I've eaten, I've cooked every night this week. I didn't, I didn't eat anything out of the ordinary. I don't think I did. No, <laughs> but we do have something to talk about. Well, a, a little something. We we've, we've got a we've got a little get together here in a few days. Uh, as taping this, let's see, this will be edited and uploaded hopefully tomorrow. So Saturday, the next day, if you listen to this uh, on Friday. The next day, I we'll might get it. Down. I might get it loaded up tomorrow night. I ain't guaranteeing it. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> so this may have already happened, but uh, Double Q and I are going to a uh, wrestling reunion that just started up in Columbia, Tennessee, where we'll be able to see some old friends. Yeah, it's a bunch of people. It's uh, supposed to come come in, uh, to the to it. And I haven't seen in years, so that's gonna be um, gonna be fun. I, so. I don't think this reunion has a name. Right. Now. It don't have a reunion. I don't think he didn't give it a name. It's just like he's just seeing to what, what, what how it's going to go. I think um, it's separate from the uh, the old timers reunion we have. Uh, oh, what's that one on. actually called? Oh gosh, I know it's not Golf Coast. <sighs> no, no, it's UWA Mid South Tennessee something something. I don't know. So so what's the parameters it's, it's of that? One. What's uh, the parameters of the one you currently go to? Uh, I want to say 93 and back, I think. So it's if you got into the business in 93 or before in the Tennessee area? Tennessee, you, Alabama if, area. If you work that area? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, I guess like Tennessee, Alabama, some Georgia, Kentucky, you know, that whole, you know, area there. Gotcha. But most of the guys seem like are from Tennessee and Alabama, the majority of them. Well, they, um, they, they hold it in. South Tennessee, so that that'd be the easiest yeah. for 
for a lot of people yeah. to go to, but okay. Um, so this I one, this one's a little different though, because there's no date limit. On no, just from, keep from what it seems business. like. Yeah, if you got in the business yesterday, you can you're eligible. <laughs> Fun, funny you mentioned that because before I signed up, I noticed three of my trainees on the list. No, not trainees. Like they just started. Like they've been out on the road for. I mean, they probably started taking matches four or five months ago, but they've been like out on the road for like two months. Mm. So I, I saw them signed up for it. And Shane actually invited one of them. Shane knows them. Okay. Um, and that's how the whole thing got started. But yeah, man. So it's, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. And we well, may like, well, I, I have a very respectful trainee, so I ain't, I ain't worried about that. But like, okay. When, when I was in beginner's class, and I, I like to share stories, right? Because I like to share A, the fun that can be had. You know, I don't tell them all the stories, but I tell them the stories I can comfortably tell to a beginner's class of wrestling training. Um, <laughs> uh, but I tell them some of the crazy stuff that happens or the crazy characters that I've met. And I think sometimes they think I have a case of wrestler storytelling where we blow things up. And yeah. I might to a degree because we all do. Oh, yeah. We but I, I think meeting some of these people, some of these larger than life personalities that through through the cars and the bars you know making the miles <laughs> we ran into throughout our careers normal people normally don't pop into this business they may become normal after they've left it yeah but you know like there's a couple guys that are going to be down here um damien for one i won't use his real name because he was always big about that but damien or forsaken whatever um he wants me to go by but like i thought you i thought you were somebody else at first yeah no no <laughs> i was like yeah. i don't think he's gonna be there yeah no not not that damien pretty sure he won't be there but uh yeah no, damien forsaken um yeah. you know when i first met him crazy river you know, and just a big, larger than life personality told me I was the Drizzlings one night. Um, oh, like, yeah. you, but <laughs> but now, normal, regular guy. Some people do that, and some people will never change. And that's another thing I'm, I'm anxious about when we get down there. Not just seeing people. Seeing yeah. the people who aren't wrestling anymore, what they're like now, now that they're not wrestling. Well, I thought he hated me forever. Oh, for me like too. Year. I thought he hated me. And then when I was like, um, you want to ride to Springfield with us? Me? You know, you're talking to me? Yeah, it's like, wow. I never since then, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, I just like, oh, he, I'm like, oh, he hates me. He hates me. <laughs> my, my first trip outside of Tennessee, uh, I wrestled in Chicago with uh, him and Buzzed Up, and we're leaving, and they read me relentlessly. Um, but as soon as we pull out, he's driving, and his hand's on my leg. And I'm like, uh, and he's like, oh, I'm not gay or anything. I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, so why is your hand on my leg? He goes, why? You got a problem with it? And I, I don't know what to say. I'm, gr I'm green and scared. Um, so that, that was the initial rip. And then like every time we stopped, it, we, it, we ended up, we figured out that it would take, you know, three different tanks, three full tanks to get yeah. there and back. So cool. We had three people. One will get one, one will get one, I'll get one. And they had this rib where I would go to pay. And then one goes, no, nah, man, I got this one. They get it. And then as soon as we got back in the car, give me crap about not getting it. To the point where by the time we're at the third one, they go to do it. And I can't remember which one it was, either Buzz or Forsaken. But I shoved them out of the way. Go, no, I'm going to do it. And they just lose it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, my. But good, good guy. Good guy. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. But, yeah, so we're going we're, we're gonna to get a little FaceTime. Um, like, actually, in-person FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, 
thinking about potentially seeing if we can because we were talking about recording when we went to Tony Falk Day and that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might see if we can hook up figuring out how to do it this time around. No promises, guys. But if so, we may we may have a uh, a bonus episode or something that I can upload to the YouTube channel. Um, we are trying to put these on the YouTube channel. I had an error last time. I'm going to keep trying and try to figure out what I need to do. Um, but yeah, man, we're, we're going to try to expand some things and do some fun stuff. Uh, and I look forward to, to the, I'm glad that I finally talked Quentin into coming to this reunion with me. He can he can stop watching that fake sport baseball for a weekend. <laughs> you know, if there's any sport, that'd be the hardest one to work, man. Cause you just a similar off on a, on a, hitting a ball. It can, it, it's just, it's crazy how, I mean, a ball can, you miss it by hit it. There's a centimeter difference. It's going to go, make it, it'll go, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, there's no way you could work it. Yeah. Look, no, logistically, I think, I think you're right. I think logistically you're, de- you're definitely right for it. Because I mean, here's the thing. To, to be, to be honest, football would be too, would be really hard to work. Unless everybody was in on it. That's what I'm saying. There's too many people in on it to be in on it to do it. But here's the thing about baseball. Another thing you got to remember. Out of the three of the four, four sports, it's the only one played is not played on the same regulation field or court or ice. Right. It's all different. Yep. Which has always been weird to me that there's no regulation. It just, yeah. And, And think about this. Well, hockey's kind of on the same is kind of, but football they always the same football. Basketball they use the same baseball. Ba- I mean, uh, basketball the same basketball. Baseball they all use different bats, different brand bats. Hockey's kind of same way. Their sticks are different too. They use yeah. whatever brand they want. But it's, it's just it's and there's put it this way. I've always I, I've said this before. Um, wrestling we cannot be the only stupid enough people. If everything else is a work, if all the other sports is a work. Um, there's no way that wrestling business could be the only stupid enough business to smarten us up, smarten everybody up to it. Well, that's the same thing with conspiracy theories. If so many people know, I don't believe it because that many people cannot keep a secret. Yeah, and you think about uh, look at football. Will they will they have a 56 man roster? Then the practice squad. Now, I would say this. Now, I could you can shape points. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed, 100. percent But but just flat out works. No. That's like everybody says UFC's a work. I think UFC's not a work because boxing would have stooged them off about 10 years ago when they just started kicking boxing's uh, junk in the dirt. You know, they almost killed boxing. UFC almost put boxing out. You know, it's starting to get a, it's starting to come back a little bit. But for 10, you know, for 10 years, man, UFC just kicked boxing's butt. And you don't tell me they wouldn't have stooged it off? No, in a heartbeat. No, in a heartbeat. I, I, I don't think UFC is a work for the most part. There may be some falls, you know what I mean? Some, some dives taken. Uh, I do know, know people personally who have taken dives in other MMA events. Oh, the lower, I won't say the, I won't say the branding. Yeah. Um, just for deniability for those guys. Uh, but I, I will say apparently it pays pretty well too. Oh and, yeah. And, and the thing about a, a, an MMA dive, you're putting in a minute, minute and a half tops. Yeah. Easy peasy, daddy. Any MMA yeah. promotions out there? I'll do the job. But just I, I just don't think UFC is because I don't say boxing because they were they had such a stronghold. And I mean UFC come in 
I mean, they've been around, but when when the Hassan Fajita, Fajita brothers, and Dana White took over, man, they just they just killed boxing, you know. And I just don't see as shady as boxing, you know, those boxing promoters stuff. We'll just sit around and let that happen without them having smart into it. That's the only thing. I, reason why I think because they would they were stooged them off, you know. Now I, I will say this. Uh, I don't even think UFC back in the day was a work, but I will say that the rules were heavily favored for the Gracie family. Oh, that was a work. No, that first, no, that that was a work, dude. He wouldn't have won that. No. Well, that is, that is and when he didn't do the job, the rules, he, he wouldn't do the job. The rules kept changing, and it seemed to it seemed to be on the side of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know what I oh, mean? Because that was the yeah, whole thing was... about UFC, right? There was no cross cross training it was yeah wrestler versus karate guy the sumo yeah. versus barroom brawler yeah <laughs> yeah their first couple man the little graphics and their styles <laughs> it was crazy and i'll be but honest I, just, I loved it oh it was crazy man it was that uh that big old big old was like 600 pound dude got knocked out that big old black guy That's yeah, well, yeah dude. He, he was a sumo guy Sumo, okay. Yeah, he, he was a sumo sl- guy, and he was wrestling or fighting. I believe the guy was Chinese. Okay, as a, and as a kickboxer, if I remember right, I can barely. I remember he just—it's like you look. I was like, this guy's gonna kill this guy. And I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, the first like five were really entertaining. Oh, the best. they were really good. <laughs> uh, we, we used to have a a little mom and pop video store called Video Culture here in Murfreesboro, and they had all the old UFCs. Hey, yeah. Where was that? Was that over there by the campus? Yeah. So it had two locations. Um, One was uh, behind a shell and a Mapco in like a warehouse looking building, but it's just like a lower office part of the warehouse. Um, Was it like the package store with it? Yes. Yeah. I used to go there all the time when I lived in Murfreesboro. Oh, they they had all the cool movies. They had all the B movies and stuff like that. It was the best. I love video culture. Yeah. and they also had the adult section. Um, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> I had a good adult section. <laughs> um, I used to go outside and go down there for most of the time. But so they would, uh, they, but they'd have that. And then they moved over to where Main Street intersected with Rutherford and became uh, Old Woodbury Highway. Um, the okay. place is a tattoo shop now, but it's just a little tiny place. Uh, but I love that place and I supported that place until they closed. When they closed, it broke my heart. Cause like that's that's the only place you could find a it was a mom and pop video store where they had cool stuff all in there. Yeah. And watching the stuff, dude, I saw some of the craziest horror movies renting them from there. You know, what <laughs> I mean, like, like, oh, the, the the person up front said this one, and it's the wildest, like, messes with your mind horror movie and super yeah. gory, and you know, and I'm used to seeing like Jason Voorhees or something like that, and thinking yeah. that's a horror movie, <laughs> and this thing mentally scars me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I, I saw my first, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of trauma movies, Toxic Avenger, stuff like that, like crazy B movies. Uh, yeah, I've heard Toxic Avenger. Yeah, and like I, I saw them there, you know what I mean? I, I, Man, I wish mom and pop video places were still around. Dude, there's like a channel on Roku that shows just like B horror movies. You don't have Roku though, do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, there's I can't I've cause some man, there's all kinds of crazy stuff on Roku. But well, yeah, I mean, I there, there's a there's a channel on Pluto TV. There's a couple channels I think that are okay. uh, horror. Um, 
But I'll look up that that B horror movie Roku channel. There's also a channel on Roku. I don't know if you're we're going way off now, but I don't know if you were ever in the Mystery Science Theater 3000. I watched it every now and then. It's funny. I watch, it wasn't something I regularly watched, but if I had nothing to watch off of it and it was on, I'd watch it. Oh, uh, dude, it I, I, I used to watch it every afternoon when I get home. Dude, here's what I would watch when I get home from school. I'd watch, yeah, we're really out there. I'd watch uh, Batman, the 66, because like it came on right when I got off the bus. Reruns of that. Okay, you talk, okay, which Batman? You sound like the old, old school. The the real Batman, Adam West. Adam West. Okay, yeah, wow. Um, and then I would watch because it'd be on. That would be on TV Land. Then I switch over to Sci Fi, and they'd be running one or two Mystery Science Theater three thousand. So I'd watch those. Okay. <laughs> so, dude, I I love stuff like that, and like Mystery Science Theater is the best show to just like have on in the background because even if you're not paying it too much attention then all of a sudden a joke will land and it'll hit you and you'll die laughing it's, it's the best you don't have to pay a super amount of attention it's just one-liners on the terrible movie you're watching <laughs> man there's a show that come on it's a new show um oh my gosh i forgot the name it's Why got dennis leary in it oh i don't know oh my it's on fox um oh my gosh it came on during christmas they had a special on christmas it was like a little four uh episode and i watched it it was like it's funny but not the i don't know what you call it maybe situational funny i guess and just and i thought that was the end of it and um and then i gotta remember oh my gosh yes i can't oh man what the crap um but they come back on it's actually a series this uh that came on and uh the moody's the moody's dude that show is hilarious it's oh it's it's a different kind of funny it's not like a sitcom you know like king of queens friends that kind of it's just a weird funny uh do you remember that show called undeclared had uh uh what's the seth rogan was in it and the, the main guy i hadn't seen him playing anything else that come that was like in the that was like early that was like mid 90s undeclared was up come on this guy, he was the main character on Unclarity. He wasn't, I never seen anything else. Each of the characters on here, it's crazy. I mean, it's its just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those, you watch it, it's like, that's really funny, you know? Uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's called The Moody's, man. It's really, I just stumbled across it, and it is really good. Check you that know? out. Check I, that do I? Then I'll check that out. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's comedy, but it's not just, it's different. You know, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, Dennis Leary. I wonder if I watched it because I saw Dennis Leary. I was like, oh, that's got to be funny, the Christmas one. And it was funny. And I thought that was it. And then they come out with it. It's They've had like four or five episodes so far on Fox. So it'll probably get canceled because it's on Fox. <laughs> Nobody knows about it. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, it's getting late. Do you got anything else to add to that? Great. I love that match. Man, we've been hitting some out-of-the-park home runs on these matches. Man. Yeah, no, we, we've got a good streak going. I hope I don't break it with this no-rope electrified barbed wire oh, match. Oh, it'll be at, all right. At, at, at least it'll, it'll have the crazy factor if it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but, definitely, definitely. But from, so. from my from my memory, I have no idea about a story because I was young and didn't care about wrestling stories. Well. But I, I do remember being like, whoa, this is wild. Um, but no. Well, you know what? I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a full women's death match, hardcore, anything. I've seen like clips 
I've never watched. So it, it's going to be, even if it's bad, it'll be something interesting, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Anything to add? Nothing to add for me. All right. You're done. I'm done. Stick a fork in her. She's done. For Jeremiah Puckett, quickers. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.